and welcome back to the last slice of pizza. My name is James, and today we are going over the episode Betrayal. And it begins on a pink-purple night where a building in the mountains is being invaded by Slade's robot minions. And they've, like, completely thrashed the security team and are taking things. After they start their escape, one of Robin's Birdarang strikes one. We see part of the metallic face that has come off, and then once the Birdarang gets back to Robin, we see the original team, and Robin says, Tell Slade the Titans have a message for him. And then we pan up to see Tara riding on a rock, and she says, Eat dirt! And then she flings some of the dirt rocks that she's controlling at the Slade bots. Robin tells the Titans to go and they advance. Tara jumps off onto another rock and gives the one she was riding to Robin, who rides it for a bit and then crashes into a robot and then jumps to kick another one. Starfire comes in and just starts doing her thing, shoots her eye lasers, and then Raven comes in wielding a huge amount of dirt, telling Tara to catch. Tara does, and she slams it down. The robots seem to dodge, but they are scattered nevertheless Terra says thanks a ton and raven replies more like two tons and then they each get attacked by some slade bots Terra is knocked down and swarmed by more slade bots but beast boy jumps uh up as a gorilla goes wild on them and then he picks Terra up and turns back into a human and Terra says you saved me and beast boy with hearts in his eyes is like yeah that was cool then Terra says uh you can let go of me now Beast Boy does and gets flustered, but before he can say anything, a Slade bot flies by him and he points to the fight and goes while Terra looks on. We then see action shots of the original five and we see how uh, like the shots, like there's freeze frames and then there's also like data about them that we see. And then uh, like those freeze frames and others are being observed by Slade in his lair and he's looking at them and he remarks excellent you've done well very well all your hard work is about to pay off we then see a figure in the shadows and Slade continues tonight we strike and by sunrise tomorrow the titans will be annihilated we see a puff of smoke going over Slade's eye and then we get the opening this is this is a good start already and the episode the episode's just really good i it's complicated too so i, I don't want to go into anything just yet even though even though it's called betrayal they they're, they're kind of giving something away in in the title but let's just keep going so uh after the opening, we cut to Titan's Tower where the Titans are eating pizza and they are on the last slice of pizza. Hey, that's the name of this podcast. So Cyborg then spins the proverbial pizza wheel and the last slice goes to Terra and everyone congratulates her. And then we get like a little cartoony scene where Terra's a football player holding a pizza trophy and Cyborg is like a commentator. And in his uh, commentator fashion, 
Uh, he's like, you know, just a rookie, but you already have the coveted pizza trophy. And then he says, so the world wants to know. And we cut to an image of like the earth with a face and like it's wearing a suit, but like it's below the world, like below Antarctica is where the suit and the world is kind of its head. There's a lot going on. <laughs> All right. Um, world wants to know, how does it feel? And then Terra replies, um, pretty good and kind of greasy. And we briefly see the world's reaction before Robin and Starfire lift her up as other football players while Raven is in the background as a cheerleader. And then Robin and Starfire, like, congratulate her, like, welcome her, like, you're really fitting in with the team. We really like having you here. It's so great. And Raven's like, yeah, what they said. And then Beast Boy as a puppy comes and licks her face while she giggles. And then Tara pulls up the curtain on the fantasy joke and then uh, bashfully says, thanks, but it's no big deal. I'm just doing my job. Beast Boy says, well, it's a big deal to us. Good friends don't come along every day. And then uh, Cyborg starts up the security and goes to turn in for the evening. Robin suggests that they all do the same since while they may have stopped Slate today, they don't know what's coming next. So the Titans all go to bed, but Terra lingers a bit, but she eventually goes to her room, then opens a laptop, sends something, and then gets a knock at her door. She opens it, and it's Beast Boy. She says hi, and Beast Boy stands there a little love-struck to say anything. And there's a bit of silence before Terra says, like, okay, I'm going to go back in my room now. But then Beast Boy snaps out of it, and uh, offers her a gift. It's wrapped kind of messily, and he explains he went a little crazy with the glue gun, which is kind of stuck to his hand, and he tries to get it off. It's kind of funny. But then Tara opens it, and it's a heart-shaped accessory box with a mirror inside. And she's impressed and says, I don't know what to say. And, like, I will say, it looks really good, like, really pristine, even if, like, the packaging was a little messy, and uh, like Beast Boy said, he went a little too crazy with the glue gun. It looks really pristine. So, like, she says, I don't know what to say, and then Beast Boy says, Well, how about yes, since I'm gonna ask you out on a date tomorrow? Uh, Tara panics, retreats into her room. Beast Boy tries to call her, but it's too late. And then back in his room, he starts talking to himself in the mirror, berating himself over his, like, attempt and he thinks it was just like too goobery too like uncool and he runs through other scenarios in his head which include him being like a muscle guy like a, a frenchman a cool biker dude except with a moped like pleading in the rain and as a puppy and he remarks anything would be better than giving her a glue covered box while acting like a goober and he collapses to the floor. Tara says, hey. Beast Boy turns to his window to see her. And he asks, uh, how much of that did you see? Tara says, want to go out? Beast Boy is elated but confused. And uh, he says, why not just knock on my door? Tara says, do you trust me? She offers her hand. Beast Boy accepts, saying, more than anyone in the world. And then they get off on uh, Tara's like, dirt mound. And they fly off. 
Meanwhile, Cyborg gets up in the middle of the night. He's hungry and says, I knew I shouldn't have given up that last slice of pizza. He opens the fridge and pulls out a foot-long jerky and ham sandwich, saying, This'll fill me up. But then he's confronted by a bunch of Slade bots, and in horror, he says, No. Mm, I, that, I, mm. that was, like, not the best delivery on my part, but it was, like, it's really good in the episode. I promise you that much. Uh, like, but that's because they're a professional voice actor and I'm, you know, a, a podcaster, which is a different, different skill set. Similar, but different. And, like, it really conveys the, like, shock and horror of, like, all of this. So... Tara and Beast Boy are looking out at Jump City from the outskirts, and Beast Boy remarks, When you asked me to go out, I didn't think you meant out of town. And Tara replies, Sometimes you have to get away from something to see the beauty in it. And then they look at the city, and then Tara says, Hungry, and Beast Boy says, Always. So they uh, stop at a diner and head in. Beast Boy is a little confused about the place, because it seems like the kind of place where, like, you know, a fight would break out every, like, five minutes or so, but, um, takes a seat, uh, at the bar next to Tara, who seems very comfortable in a place like this. Beast Boy looks at the menu and sees that it's all meat options. He asks the waitress, I don't suppose you have a veggie burger. The waitress just stares at him, and Tara says, just two of the usual. Beast Boy remarks, it seems like you've been here before. Tara replies, I've been everywhere before. I was quite the traveler before I came to Titan's Tower. And then Beast Boy's like, yeah. And then asks, what's your favorite place you've been? Tara replies, probably Titan's Tower. Into a spoon. And she seems to, like, frown about it. Tara says, maybe I can show you some other cool places, too. So the usual comes. And it's pie. Tara says, eat up. Beast Boy takes one bite of it. And says, this is the best pie in the history of pies. Tara explains that there's a place outside of Gotham that makes a mean cherry pie. But for apple pie, this place can't be beat. She then sees, like, Slade in the mirror. And then turns around only for him not to be there. And then, uh, so she pays. Drags Beast Boy out of there to, like, go to more places. But Beast Boy's like, but pie! And then Terra just, like, drags her, drags him off. And Beast Boy's communicator drops. And we hear a plea from Robin coming from it while Beast Boy's already gone. Uh, so we see an explosion in the Titan's Tower as Robin is pinned down by some Slade bots. He retreats over to the others and reports that Beast Boy isn't answering. And Raven reports Terra isn't in her room either. Cyborg wonders how they got in, and he tries to override the security system, but can't. Starfire says there's too many to fight. What should we do? Again, delivery's better. I try to mimic the delivery, and I have it written out. Sometimes I get a little behind myself or ahead of myself. I am not sure. The point is, there's a lot. And Robin says, fight anyway. And they launch into what I think so far has been the most brutal and intense action scene 
this show has had. Like, of all the episodes we've seen so far, this is, like, definitely one of the most brutal, if not the most brutal, like, fight scene. Like, there's, like, really... This show has, like, really good fight scenes. Like, but a lot of them are more, like, stylized. This one's kind of stylized, but it's just, like, hard. There's, like, raw power on both sides, and I try to go over each fight, like, bit by bit, but this one really is just best left to your viewing pleasure. But I will, like, go over just, like, what happens on, like, a basic scale, but, like, trying to, like, describe, like, every, like, frame of this won't do it justice, because it's, it's, like... It's a lot. Okay, this this whole episode is a lot and I'll and I'll get into why at the end cuz like that's that's where that goes. But so Robin jumps into action going after as many robots as he can. Starfire and Cyborg follow suit and then Raven comes in from the rear and joins in as well. She creates these like dark bullets from her fingertips and just shoots one of them through the chest. She then sees Sladebots attempting to enter her room, and she gets real mad because no one enters her room, so she collapses the floor, dropping the bots, and also Cyborg down to the gym. So in the gym, the Sladebots are putting pressure on Cyborg, but he overcomes it and instructs them, I don't know how you got in here, but I know how you're getting out. So, like, like during all of this, like, the pressure... Like, Cyborg gets, like, put to the wall, like, two, three, maybe four times. And each time, you you feel it. Like, every time he gets put up to the wall, there's, like, an impact. And then Cyborg counters with a rampage where he punches clean through one of the Slade bots. So Starfire is working on some of the Slade bots, but they pin her down, just grab her, like, make sure she can't move. But in her fury, she explodes with star energy. And then the power starts to fade, and we see some of the robots trying to take it out completely, but Robin throws an exploding disc at one of them that th- that's doing it, and then just goes to town on all the other ones there. And again, each impact Robin has is this fight is just completely brutal on both sides if they were people that the titans were fighting the titans would have killed them all this would be tvma if they weren't fighting robots and i'm also surprised (laughs) enough that like this this even got away with like a tvy7 if it did, I actually don't know. Because, like... Would this be a G? And I I don't know. But, like, it's real... It's brutal. Like, really brutal. On both sides. But it, it is a really good fight. Is it the best fight we've seen so far? 
I, I'm actually not sure, because, like, like, this is the most brutal fight, but, like, other fights we've seen are, like, good in different areas, and, like, for, for example, Fear Itself, like, the, the combat scenes in that, well, I mean, aside from the first one at the video store, that one's, that one's just cool. But also, that one's cool and weird in, in contrast to this one. And, like, the one other ones at the tower later are more stylized in, in a specific style. And a lot of these are, like, stylized. And this one's no different. I, I, I think it's rare that, like, a lot of the big, big action scenes, like, have, like... A similar tone to a different big action scene, you know, where like, you know, the the fight in Only Human, or the fights in Only Human, or these like, one on one feeds, but like, you know, Day with it, Day with Destiny's fight scenes are like different. It it's hard to say because like. A lot, a lot of the fights in this, like, are different with different inspirations and different executions. So, it's really a, a matter of, like, what style is your favorite? Because, like, this, this show nails a lot of them really well. And again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, uh, into that later. So, more bots show up and Robin charges into them. But we cut to an amusement park, which is a really drastic change in tone from the previous scene. <laughs> so we see Beast Boy and Terra on the roller coaster, and Beast Boy is having fun. Even though it seems like the roller coaster is going slow so as not to collapse in on itself. But it's really, really nice and really pleasant. So, once they're off, Beast Boy admits that this is pretty fun, and Terra explains that she came here a lot on her travels, saying it's the closest thing I've ever had to a home. And then Beast Boy says, apart from Titan's Tower. And then Terra says, yeah, but her tone is off. And Beast Boy picks up on this and wonders if everything is okay. He says he wants her to have fun, and he's having fun, but if she's not having fun... But Terra says, you're my definition of fun. She offers to go on more rides, and they do. And in a complete juxtaposition from the beatdown at Titan's Tower, we get a lively montage of Beast Boy and Terra's amusement park antics. And again, it's better to experience, but let's go over it anyway. So they get onto bumper cars. And, like, Terra, like, bumps Beast Boy. They go on, like, a twister ride, which is, at first, them spinning around. And, like, Beast Boy is sick immediately, but Terra holds out a little longer, but also gets sick eventually. They do a photo booth montage, which I am an absolute sucker for every time. So they go into a haunted house, and Beast Boy is scared of everything. Uh, they do the, like, throw a ball at the bottle game, where, like, uh, Beast Boy knocks down some bottles. Terra can't, like, throw as good as Beast Boy or is choosing not to, so Beast Boy does it again. They light off some fireworks and then head to the Ferris wheel. It's it's a really good montage. 
it's really like cute and fun and you know like it, it makes you happy it's a complete opposite from what the titans are dealing with at titans tower where it's savage and brutal and dark it's a really really well done ju juxtaposition but we're gonna get to another one because uh on the ferris wheel uh beast boy pulls up to tara like in their seats and asks what made you change your mind tara's confused about going out with me it was the ears wasn't it chicks dig the pointy ears and then tara laughs and explains that the reason she did it was that out of all the things i could do tonight i realized the only thing i want to do is be with you Beast Boy says, it's a good thing you didn't have any other plans. Tara gets a concerned look and then asks, if I did something bad, would you still be my friend? Beast Boy's like, of course. And then Tara gets into it a bit more. And Beast Boy assures her that it's all right. So they go in for a kiss. But before that happens, Slade, who was in the same Ferris wheel as them or just got there or whatever, like, interrupts and says, Hello, Tara. You didn't forget about me, did you? <laughs> so, <laughs> Slade throws, uh, just picks up and throws Beast Boy out, but he hangs on. And Slade intimidates Tara a bit, but Beast Boy gets back into the car, turns into a dinosaur, and attacks Slade. So, they land on top of another car, and Beast Boy instructs Tara to run. But uh, Slade says, stay, child. <laughs> Which, oh, God. Uh, Slade, Slade is just an awful person. <laughs> but all, all of his dialogue is great at being, like, at showing off just how awful a person he is. <laughs> he is just rotten to the core. But it's so it's so fun, you know? It's it's weird. So Beast Boy asks, "What do you want from her?" And Slade replies, "You mean she didn't tell you? I thought you were friends." <laughs> like, uh, I am absolutely losing it every time I have to do Slade dialogue because Slade dialogue is just so insane. But Ron Perlman sells it incredibly well. So he then uh, kicks Beast Boy off. But uh, Beast Boy turns into a falcon and then a tiger to pounce. Beast Boy is madder than I think I've ever seen him in the show. Like, we see, like, fangs. We see fur eyes. It's, it's insane. It's, almost, it's pretty much like Beast Boy's equivalent to, like what he would do if he was in that tower fight. And, like, rightly so. Slade, Slade interrupted his date with his wannabe girlfriend, who he knows is emotionally vulnerable. Like, he, he is aware of that. And so, like, Beast Boy is desperate to protect her and is, like, really mad. <laughs> and we see that. Back to the action. So, uh, like, Beast Boy makes an advance, but, uh, like, Slade holds him off and then pushes him off. And then, uh, 
he goes to attack some more, but Beast Boy dodges and then comes back as a gorilla. They exchange blows for a bit before Slade pins Beast Boy in a headlock and tells him like stuff like, Terra never even liked you. And then this throws Beast Boy into a frenzy as he throws Slade off. Terra invites Beast Boy to run off, but Beast Boy sees Slade, turns into a baboon, and goes in to fight some more. When Beast Boy is pinned again, Terra fractures the earth under the Ferris wheel and instructs Beast Boy to fly. He does, and Slade wonders what Terra is doing. Once they escape, Beast Boy and Terra go into a, like a hall of mirrors to try and lose Slade, but Slade isn't that far behind. And they go, and like the the hall of mirrors is like really cool, like generally speaking, and this time is no exception. Like. It's a common trope, but it's common for a reason. And that reason is it's sick as heck. So they go through the mirror maze. And then in the middle of the mirrors, Beast Boy realizes he has lost his communicator and asks for Terra's. But Terra tells him that she doesn't have hers either. Beast Boy says that uh, they have to go back to the tower. But Terra says she can't go back. Beast Boy asks why. And then Slade, who has found them, says that she's not their friend. She's his apprentice. Beast Boy calls him a liar while Slade explains what's happening while also taking digs at his and Terra's relationship. So to go into it a little more, he basically explains that like ever since Terra came back to the tower, uh, she's been spying on them for him and that like everything was just a ruse and that none of this is real and uh like he was unsure why like she like tried taking beast boy out tonight but he surmises that maybe uh she took pity on you and wants to keep you as a pet and then he explains that like despite that error in judgment she did manage to turn off the tower's security systems for him. And what's happening visually is we see Slade in the mirrors, but we don't see Slade. So Beast Boy just like, as himself, mind you, like he is just so mad he's not turning into an animal. He's just trying to punch Slade as himself, but he keeps punching mirrors. It's really really sick but also like really like like emotionally like damaging <laughs> so beast boy says it's a lie again but tara says it's the truth he turns around to see tara with slade and then beast boy turns into a tiger again to get to slade and then like circles around but slade shoots him with like a laser gun which turns him back into a human but uh, Slade goes in for the kill and Terra demands he stop because, uh, you know, she's he's her friend. And he replies, silly child, you don't have any friends, which gives Beast Boy the time to come back to fight Slade as a bear. So meanwhile, Terra runs but ends up in another, like, main hall section to see the fearful mess she's become and just kind of breaks down. Like, her hair is, like, a mess. She is, like, horrified at what she is seeing. She hates this. It is clear. There's, like, that face in all of the mirrors. 
So there's there's no missing it. So Beast Boy shows up and demands answers. Terra explains that like Slade saved me from myself, that like, you know, he helped me, so I felt that I owed him. And Beast Boy counters with so it's all a lie? And then uh like Terra says, No, it was the truth. I really liked all of this. And then reminds him that he said that they'd be friends no matter what. She offers her hand again, but Beast Boy uh, turns his back on her and says, Slade was right. You don't have any friends. And Terra is absolutely ruined. Slade calls her over and says that plans have changed. We see angry Terra briefly before the two of them disappear. The next morning, the others discuss that they've won. Control of the tower is back on them. But it doesn't feel like a victory like and like raven says i knew it we shouldn't have trusted her and then robin says but we did we all did so yeah like i said they have control over the security system starfire says that all the spy equipment is down but raven says that she gave him more than just that she gave slade all the info that slade could ever want about us robin says that it doesn't matter the next time that Slade strikes, they'll be ready. Cyborg and Starfire ask about Beast Boy, and Robin says that he'll be fine, he just needs a little time. And we see Beast Boy on Terra's bed as a dog uh, with the box he gifted her uh, moping. And that ends the episode. On that brutal gut punch. Let me just say, like, like before we see the Titans, we just see the state the tower is in from various like places we see like like holes everywhere we see like things hanging off things completely destroyed it matches the tone of the conversation really well it feels like a victory but it's hollow inside because it's it's a loss and it's a gut punch so as i've been saying like throughout this episode this episode is a lot and in more ways than one like yeah obviously the gut punch of the titular betrayal and everything that comes with that but it's a lot more like this episode just highlights the tightrope this show walks it balances comedy drama and action as well as like other genres but like it doesn't do any of those things on a surface level either they go real deep into all of them and they develop like the comedy of a given comedy situation. They develop the drama of a drama situation. They develop the action of the action situation. Like I went over how like this show does like action in like different ways for different episodes and how it pays off. Like the comedy I think the comedy is more the same. Well, no, I guess the comedy varies. Maybe not as much as the action. Because, like, you know, you got to sort of keep it consistent. It's sort of like... It's sort of like watching Whose Line Is It Anyway, where you sort of know what you're getting into, but the jokes are still, like, funny cause, like, and different because, like, you don't know what to... Ex- it's... Yeah, uh, that might be a bit too complicated. 
it's it's basically the comedy is like similar but it's different enough to keep it fresh and like the drama well i mean that's that's a little harder to say whether or not it's the same or different or how it works but like it works like every episode is like a different like circumstance and this is like the seasonal arc so like we see the story develop over time whereas like in this episode or any one episode you see like it rise and fall and stuff <clears throat> but regardless of how similar or unsimilar these elements are they're all really well done like this isn't rookie stuff like it it maintains a consistent tone and like this episode in particular goes like all in on like all fronts it's really funny and fun at like the beginning it it's really cute and dramatic -y during the i mean not dramatic -y, it's really cute at the um amusement park and when like Terra and beast boy are just doing whatever it's really like intense during the action sequences and like the dramatic explanations of plot it's it's like all over the place but all of it works and plays well together in this episode it's not like a specialist it's not just doing like drama and that's its only thing it has specialist like abilities though because the drama in it like feels like something in a drama that's specifically just drama so it's it's just really good it works it plays together it combines in a way that just makes the ending of this episode that much more harder of a hit to take so speaking of though there's also like tara herself so like i've been telling you basically since her introduction that they are like selling her character as part of the team and it was all to like drop the hammer on you here and throughout this episode they are still selling her character like even that beginning fight scene, she works really well with the rest of the team. And like when they're all together in the tower and she gets the last slice of pizza and like they have that like, you know, jokey friend moment. It's really, really well done. And then there's like the her and Beast Boy moments. It's also really well done. And and that's that's the thing. They They have to sell you on it in order to like make the hammer drop more effective because like if you didn't feel invested in Terra by this point this wouldn't work so they had to develop that and it works here this is really like amazing like really amazing it's I mean, yeah, it, it has, like, a gut punch of an ending. But, like, it's still, like, well done, you know? And, like, here's the thing as well. 
like this is nobody's fault but Slade's. Well, yes, Terra did act on behalf of Slade. She is also being manipulated by Slade. And that is something this episode like points out too. Kind of. In like subtle but clever ways that you can kind of pick up on it. So we, we see Slade manipulating Beast Boy so that Beast Boy lashes out. Like first at him and then at Terra. But like Slade is using his power of like conversation and manipulation to drive a wedge between like Terra and Beast Boy on both ends. And and we also see like like Terra feels like genuinely terrible about everything that's happened like up until right before the end of the episode where she we re see her as mad. I'm going to get into that a little bit later though because I do have to now unload the second barrel of this shotgun which is uh getting into Titan rising a little bit more with this new information. <laughs> like I'm sure some people from the episode Terra could tell where like the storyline was heading, but I didn't really want to say anything just in case. But now that we're here, let's unpack Titan Rising with the lens of betrayal. And there's a few things that we need to get into. So firstly, I want to point out uh, Terra's first line in Titan Rising is, so whose team am I on? Which, in the context there, is about volleyball, but it could have been a hint about what's going on. And, like, the whole episode is about Terra earning the trust of the Titans so that it could be broken in this episode, and specifically Raven. And while, like, Titan Rising has a bit of a darker undertone after this episode, I think... On its own, it still holds up very well. Even if you know what's coming, I still think it works. And, like, there's there's actually, like, a later season MLP episode that has the same kind of deal. I think that works, even though what comes later slightly undermines it. But it still works with within the context. But... While Raven did see Slade in the short montage, I decided not to say that 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 was happening then because we also saw Slade uh, like talk with Terra in the episode Terra, and that could have been that. So there's that. But another thing of note is that like. Terra might have known what Slade was planning. Maybe she didn't know how to stop the machine. She wanted to destroy the machine, if you remember. But Raven told her not to. So, like, the the advantage of that would have been, like, if Terra could stop it, like, right then and there, that would have been, like, amazing. And, you know, that might have worked better, but... This also symbolizes that, like, 
Slade doesn't trust Terra either, and also for good reason, because, like, Terra tried to run away, but, you know, Slade doesn't trust anyone but himself. That's why he has to manipulate and force people into situations where he gets what he wants. Otherwise, like, he can't just trust them to do what he wants. He has to assure it through his own, you know, skills. And, like, Titan Rising, again, I still think is a really good episode. Like, this episode's really good, too. Like, really, really good. So... Let's let's uh, combine the two and go back into this episode through Terra's hair. So throughout Titan Rising, we see it perfectly parted until the end of the episode where she remarks, they actually trust me, which is when the lock of hair like falls in front of her face like it was in the episode Terra, which could also signal like, the facade breaking for a moment because like in Terra she was like genuine but still like unconfident and just like shaky and just untrusting of like things and like just not even trusting of herself but like in Titan Rising it's like parted to show that she's more confident she's more capable she can control her powers and like I mean, she's still, like, Terra, like, group interaction-wise, but she's more confident. But then, like, when when her hair falls to, like, the unsure position, like, it it symbols that the facade is breaking. And then Terra's hair in this episode is still that of the confident self, but it's a little more relaxed to show that she's more part of the team. And then, uh, like, it melds... Uh, with her unconfidence in like different situations where she's just unsure, where she's like looking into the spoon and frowning, or she's like looking in the mirror and sees Slade, even though Slade's not there, or it's just like like really like sad about like what's happening at Titan Sour that she knows about, but doesn't want to tell Beast Boy. And then like it all comes apart. Like, in the House of Mirrors, where her hair becomes even more of a mess. And we see that in, in all of the mirrors. And it's it, it comes down, it's, like, way more wavy, more, like, unsure. And it breaks. And then after Beast Boy says she's not his friend anymore, uh, we see Angry Terra for a bit, where the bit of Terra's hair drops down the middle of her face where is it used to drop down uh like sort of in front of one eye now it's just kind of like between the eyes to the nose and i will explain more on that next time because uh the terror story isn't finished but this story is this episode just hits you like a 10-ton truck, and it's intentional. They put the pedal to the metal, they kicked everything in high gear, and maximized the impact. 
and it works. I've said like over and over and over again that like this episode just like hits all the right points in all the right spaces in everything it's doing, whether it's, you know, action, whether it's like funny, whether it's like heartwarming, whether it's depressing, whether it's like intense, it all hits and it all hits hard. And I, I like really like it. Like whenever I'm talking about how this show bleeds on the cutting edge, I tend to focus more on the bleeding part and not so much the cutting edge part. But this episode really is cutting edge for the time and it still packs a wallop of a punch. And like, it's really, it's really well, even, even though it might bleed in certain areas, like it still works. It's still solid. That's the whole point of bleeding on the cutting edge that like, well, you know, this might not be how this would be written for, you know, today's cartoons and how they're written and everything it still works they know exactly how to make every scene in this episode and they know how to get the most out of each scene and i am repeating myself but that's just that's just what this episode is i can't really say anything else about it which is why i will take the time now to end this episode of the last slice of pizza i want to once again thank the unknown king for the use of our theme song and be sure to leave your comments and reviews on anchor on apple podcast on the google play store and wherever else rss feeds go when uh they're trying to run away from everything but don't succeed and be sure to tune in next time for the episode fractured. I will see you then.